Somebody told me, Q, you have to give us a chance to catch up. Every time we about to listen to something, there goes two more things. Two more ways of hearing from God. And I said to myself, well, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to. I'm right on target because we're catching up with him. <laughs> we're catching up with him. So if you're catching up with me, that means I'm where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right with him. Hallelujah. Good morning at 3.05 this morning. Good morning. Majority of you still in your bed. Good morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you can wake up and say, God, you are so good and mean that and not think about anything that could cause us to feel troubled, you know you have overcame every situation that tried to have you not to. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place like you always do. I thank you for your atmosphere of change. I thank you for fresh oil. What does fresh oil you mean? Fresh oil? <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of those episodes. Oh, God. Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, God, so much for this day. We have to know our fight. We have to know what fight are we fighting. Because we have two different fathers. And we can only serve one. We have the father of truth and the father of lies. And when you think of every word, by word per se, they go in both categories under each father. But they have different meanings, different outcomes because the fathers are different. So we have to know our fight. We have to know where we are. What father are we actually paying attention to? We know that there are two different types of faiths. There are two different types of cares. There are two different types of fears. There are two different types of fights. Let's talk about fights. God's fight is fight the good fight. It's a good fight. Let's stop right there. God's fight is a good fight. A good fight of what? Faith. So my fight is based upon and built upon faith. So I'm using my faith to remember that I'm not in a battle because the words say the battle is not mine. The battle belongs to the Lord and the Lord already won the battle because in the word it says the victory has already been won. So now I'm aware of God's type of fight. So now I see his fight differently because Satan's fight is demonically. Satan's fight is negative is a lot of negativity. So his fight is not with faith. His fight is me using my fist. So if I use that fight in my walk, I'm going to become violent negatively. I'm going to see you all as my target and I'm going to come for you and I'm going to speak to you from that place of looking like I am a victim, but say I am a victor because you're targeting me because I see you as my target. That's Satan's type of fight. So we cannot try to bring his fight in God's reality. We cannot bring God's fight in Satan's reality because we cannot put good in evil and put evil in good. So know your fight. See, God's fight has our attention 
in a different way. It has our sight, our vision, seeing differently, hearing differently, knowing differently, and demonstrating differently. I'm demonstrating from a place that I don't have to fight. I'm demonstrating from a place of knowing that you are not my target, knowing that you are not a victim, knowing that I'm not a victim, knowing that we're not carnal, knowing that we look at him and we target him and not you and I target one another. I don't target you thinking you're trying to stop me. I'm not going to target you thinking you're trying to rob me. I'm not going to target you thinking you're trying to disrespect me. I'm not going to target you thinking that you're coming for me. I'm not going to target you thinking that you rejected me and that you're not considering me and that you're not caring for me and that you're not loving and that you are against me because it's not my type of fight because God fight is a good fight. So I have to remember in the fight that I am not fighting, but I'm using my faith and that is my fight. So when it comes to my family, I know that I remember I don't have to fight. When it comes to my finances, I know that I recognize I don't have to fight. When it comes to my health, I realize God's fight, I don't have to fight. I use my faith to remember that I don't have to fight. I'm using my faith to remember that the battle was already won. I'm using my faith in that position to be glad in it and not be mad in it because I know that I always triumph. In the fight with God's fight, you know that you are already the head and never the tail. You know you're already above and never beneath. So you are already know how to count it all joy no matter what comes up around because this is a fight of victory which already been won so my faith is to remember that theology and become one with it i cannot look at god's fight and become negatively violent because there are two different types of violence every word you can think of it fits both fathers but they give two different descriptions do you understand because there are two different realities. Satan's fight is me putting up my fist and not putting up my faith. So when I'm fighting from Satan's fight, I'm going to see you as a target. You come for me and my family, I'm coming for you. You come for my money, I'm going to spit some words straight at you and not at the enemy. See, when I'm fighting Satan's fight, I'm not going to quicken or shopping you. No, I'm going to throw some fiery dots at you because I see you as my target. And that's what Satan fight is all about, being negative, being out of order, being disrespectful, being offensive, being defensive, because his fight is demonically. His fight, his violence is demonically. God's violence is mightily. He said, and the violence should take it by what? Force. And we pull down strongholds, what? Mightily. To the pulling down of whose strongholds? Satan. I'm not sitting here trying to see you as a stronghold. Satan's fight had me to see you as my stronghold. Satan fight, see you as my storm. Satan's fight, see you as my mountain. Satan fight, see you as my trouble. Satan fight, see you as my tribulation. Satan fight, see you as my stumbling, fight, my stumbling block. But God's fight, see you as my brother and sister. God's fight, see you as we always win. God's fight, see you as a masterpiece. God's fight, see you as, you understand, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. God's fight, see you as a victor. God's fight see you as the one who is a child of God. God's fight see you as seated in heavenly places. God's fight see us as always triumph. God's fight see us as giving worship and praise because we know that everything worked out for our good because the fight is already one. So the fight of God's fight is not me putting up my armor. It's me wearing my armor to address Satan because he is the target. 
It's not me looking at you using my armor because I see you as my target. So know your fight when it comes to your family. Know your fight when it comes to your finances. Know your fight when it comes to your possessions. Know your fight when it comes to your ministry. And you know what kind of fight that you're fighting because you know what father you operate under. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So know your fight. You're not fighting with your fists when you're fighting a good fight. You're fighting demonically when we fight with our fists. When we fight a good fight, we fight with our faith. So our perspective perspective and perception is differently. We see things positively. We see great changes. We see each other being high. We don't see each other being low. We see each other coming together. We don't see each other spreading apart. Do you understand? Know your fight. See, I have to remember that my fight is good when it comes to trials and tribulations. I have to know that my fight is a good fight when it comes to me stirring myself up. I have to know my fight is a good fight when I have to stir myself up to stand fast and stand firm. I know my fight is a good fight because I'm fighting with faith and not my fist. We cannot try to use faith without fist. Do you understand? Because our demeanor is going to come off strong. It's going to come off strong in the wrong way. See, there are two different types of strong. When we're weak, his strength is made perfect. But the devil's level of strength is pride that we don't need anybody. We don't want anybody. We got it ourselves because we're so used to doing things ourselves because nobody else can do anything for us because no one else has the action to probably do anything for us. So we see ourselves as a target and we target others with Satan's fight. Satan's fight is built upon offense. It's built upon thinking that you're after me. So if I think you're after me, then I'm going to come after you first before you get me. That's Satan's type of fight. Do you understand? So when it comes to our children, know what fight that we're in. Know what fight by knowing what father we are under. I cannot say I'm going to put them up and use my faith. No, I have to put my hands up and yield to God regarding me using my faith. There are two different types of fights. Because there are two different types of fathers. And there are two different types of faith. Faith without works and faith with works. So know what father are we under. See, if I have an attitude about anything that's happening to me negatively, then I'm fighting that type of demonic fight. Because I see it as a target. I see that bill as a target. That doctor's report as a target. So my praise come from a place of knowing that I've been targeted. So I'm not praising, giving God praise because I know that it's finished. But I'm praising God from a place of knowing that I want him to do for me so I can already have this already away with. That's two different types of realities. Say in reality, I look and see people against me. I think that people always coming for me. I'm always looking for negativity before I see positivity in the atmosphere. When it comes to people speaking word, when it comes to people releasing God's word in any way, shape, or form, I'm looking out for the negativity first. When it comes to motive, I'm trying to see if I can find a mystery in the motive to see if it's true or not. I got to pinpoint and look at, you know, and ponder if you are good or if you are bad. That is Satan's fight. God's fight, I see you as how God see you because I'm using my faith. I see you as an overcomer because that is my faith. I see you as the one who always wins because I'm using my faith. I see you as my brother and sister and we're targeting the enemy because we're fighting a good fight of faith. I see you already as a citizen in the kingdom as well as myself because of our faith. I see you seated in heavenly places in and through Christ Jesus because we're using our faith. I know you live on earth as it is in heaven as well because I'm using my faith regarding my fight. I know that you and I have an enemy that's trying to kill, steal, and destroy us so we come together to go and throw 
You understand? The fire of God. Using Holy Spirit towards him. And have every demon to flee. Trust me. When we resist him with a good fight, he has to flee. If he's lingering around because we're fighting his fight. I cannot think about my son and I be my son's defender when God's fight is that he is my Jehovah Nisi. He's my banner. He's my victory. So I have to look at how I see God in everything that is around me, everything that involves me and my family and everything in it is. Same goes for you and yours. And you will know who fight you're under. Because if somebody gives you a phone call, give me a phone call, what is our response? Sometimes we come together so quick. Oh, what's going on? Oh, it's about to go down. See? But we're looking up. So who are we under? What fight are we fighting? We cannot put the, the demonic fight into a mighty fight. That's not going to work. You understand? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So no matter what happens to anything that involves me in my life, in my ministry, my family, I have to see it as a good fight. I have to know that even though it may not look right, but I know that it works out for our good because I'm in a good fight. I know in God's fight that he is before me. Therefore, who could be against me? See, in God's fight, I know that he is the head over my life. Therefore, he is fully protecting me. I'm under the shield of his protection because he's my Jehovah Nisi. There goes my banner. There goes my victory over my family, over my health, over my finances, over every area in my life, my mind, my soul, my spirit, and my body regarding every person, place, or thing. It doesn't matter. Past, present, and future. God's still the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. There goes my good fight. My father is in control. That's a good fight. Using my faith to know that he's in control no matter what comes to my house, no matter what tries to approach my window, no matter what tries to approach any part of anything that's connected to me, I'm still going to give off a good response because I'm coming in and I'm working in and I'm walking in and I'm using my faith and working my faith in a what? A good fight that I don't have to try to win because it's already been won. So God's fight is already finished. So I don't have to try to get it finished. So I know that I don't have to do anything. So in God's fight, I take off the burdens. I remove the yoke. So I don't have to put anything on my back. God's fight, I cast down that demonic fight type of care and I pick up God's care and his fight because he cared for me in his fight. Do you understand? God's fight that he so loved that he gave. Satan's fight that he so hate that he trying to rob. Do you understand? We have to know our fight. Sometimes we try to, you understand, protect the ones we love. And we're not a protector, but God will give us words of wisdom how to make sure things fall in place as God being our protector, having us to protect like my spiritual parents are saying and every other spiritual leader is saying on one accord. Do you understand? So know your fight. It's so amazing how your spiritual parent could give a word and there go God using you to release so much more clarification right under that covering, right under that leadership, right under that anointing, right under that grace. Do you understand? That's why it's so important to stay where you are, where God have you to be. Hallelujah. So know your fight. When it comes to your kids, know your fight. 
Your fight is good. Your fight is not demonically. Your fight is not to see a person that's doing something that shouldn't be done to your kid. Oh, mom and dad, this happened to me. Or sister and brother, or child, or grandparent, this happened to me. Or this happened to somebody else I love. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, you didn't. See, we're in a different fight. And we are already expressing ourselves that we're on the Lord's side. But we're in a different fight, but on the Lord's side. That's not going to happen. We're on the side of the fight that we are fighting. Simple as that. If I come at you disrespectfully, I'm in Satan's fight. And I'm not in God's fight. You understand? So we have us to have a great outlook about things. We don't have to ponder about what to do with it because I'm already aware of my fight. My fight is my faith. So what do I do? I become more determined to use my faith regarding my fight because my fight is faith. My fight is not with my fists. My fight is with my faith. So my demeanor is different. My mannerism is different. My approach is different. My, you know, words are different. My actions are different because my fight is different. I don't have to be offensive because my fight is a good fight. I don't have to operate negatively because my fight is a good fight. I don't have to have sudden negative thoughts. I don't have to try to embrace myself to slow my words down so I won't cuss you out because I'm not in that fight. So I can't go from God's fight to Satan's fight, God's fight to Satan's fight, because that's called double-minded. And we can't be double-minded. Hallelujah. In the word David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let's back it up. I was glad. See, it doesn't matter what happened before that moment because the outcome is what? I'm glad. See, before he was glad, he was afraid. Before he was glad, he was mad. Before he was mad and, and afraid, he was sad. <laughs> but his outcome is, I am glad. Yeah, I might be crying, but I'm smiling now. Yeah, I might look like I was broke, but I'm wealthy now. Yeah, it may look like I was beneath, but I'm on top now. It may look like I was losing, but you know I always win and you know it now. You understand? As for me and my house, you see us prospering now. We're not trying to be perfect, but we know that God's perfection is all over us because his love is perfect, because God is perfect. You understand? Over us all, over my family, over my life. I was glad when they said unto me. See, David was glad that they said something. He was glad that they came to him. He was glad he wasn't overlooked. He was glad he wasn't, you understand, walked past. He was glad that he was considered. He was glad that he belonged. He was glad that he's a citizen of the kingdom. He was glad that he's going to a different place. He's glad that he's transitioning. He's glad that God is good. He's glad that his glory present. He's glad that he's seated in heavenly places. He was glad that they said something to him. He was glad that he wasn't excluded. He's glad that he know he's accepted. He's glad that he know he's not rejected. He was glad when they said unto him, let us go. So they're coming to take him somewhere. Let's go. Where are we going? At God's house, God's kingdom. We're going into promise. We're going into favor. We're going into grace. We're going into glory. We're going into manifestations. We're going into breakthrough. We're going into acceleration. We're going into realm upon realm. We're going to a higher place. We're going to a higher dimension. We're going to, you understand, line upon line, precept upon precept. We're going to better than this and better than that. We're going somewhere. We're going further. We're going higher. And we're going higher than that. There are no limits to going into God's house. And when we're in God's house, we're receiving God's house. See, we see only one throne. Do you know there are unlimited thrones in God's kingdom? Because there are unlimited realms. We think it's on every realm. 
much more on was on the last round. <laughs> Do you know what that even looked like? If I was to draw that as a picture? <laughs> Do you know what eternity looked like on paper? Because he already written everything about you and I, and we are eternal beings. And the book is already completed. What does that look like? A book that continues to go on forever, completed? What does that look like on paper? Eternity about you and I. Come on, somebody. And we talking about a, a light bill? Come on now. Come on now. So who fight are we fighting? If I see that bill as my target, Satan, I'm fighting with my fist. Because now I got to come together, get people together, because I see that I have to come up with a solution. But God's already came up because he is my solution. So I'm fighting his fight. You're fighting his fight. David said, I was glad when they said it to me, let's go into the house of the Lord. Now, so much happened before they came, but it doesn't matter. Like so much happened before you are where you are. I am where I am. And we let those things go that troubled us for us to get here because God used that very same thing. If you notice that everything that you were bound by by name and I was bound by by name, do you know that thing prospers us? Do you know that bless other people? It pays the way for other people. That very same thing, whether it was a forceful marriage, whether it was, you understand, sudden weight loss, whether it was quote unquote cancer, no matter what it was, debt, God used that very same thing to prosper you in. Oh, the devil tried to throw debt on you? Okay, here goes your wealth. <laughs> now give that testimony. Oh, trying to have you to marry the wrong person? Here goes the right covenant. <laughs> Go give that testimony. Oh, you were angry? <laughs> now you walk in forgiveness. <laughs> Go get that testimony. He used that very same thing. You know what's so amazing? Is that Joseph tried to do to his brothers what they'd done to him. Because he was still angry. He was angry, not even just about the betrayal. He was really mad that he was put in prison. For no reason at all. And was betrayed for no reason. But he know why they did it. That was the last straw. Because he was gloating about that coat. If he would never went to them about that coat, that wouldn't have been the last straw. So he already knew that was their reason, but it's not a good reason, but it was still their reason. He didn't have no reason to be put in prison because he didn't do anything. You understand? He was upset about that. Like many of us, why am I being punished for something I never done? Why am I being accused for something I never did? Why are you saying things that I would never do? Why are you saying I said things I never said? And I'm being penalized for what I never done? I'm not guilty. I'm innocent. Why am I in prison? So he had to stir himself up. You know why I know he was still feeling some type of way? Because he did the same thing to his brothers. Put them in, he put his brother in prison, excuse me, for no reason. He lied about putting his brother in prison. Yeah, put that cup in his bag. Yeah, hold him back. Let them go and bring back Benjamin. And he know he was the cause of that. He knew that man ain't do nothing. So that man was feeling like Joseph was feeling. Why am I being penalized? I didn't even do anything. And many of us feel that way too. Had I been, you know, not honest, I would have got away with it. See what happened when we be honest? We get in trouble for just nothing. And many of us say things like that. Like, why does bad things happen to good people? No. How come good things happen to good people? I'm glad you asked. Because we're fighting a good fight. We're not fighting a fight without fists. So I'm not going to put up my fists for my fight of faith. Because my fight of faith is me putting my hands up and not me putting up my dukes. Because when we fight in Satan's fight, the highest when it comes to a boxing match, there's 12 rounds. God's fight, there are no rounds because I don't have to fight any. 
in a way that I have to fight if I come under Satan's fight. See, the battle is not mine and it's already won. So me remembering that, that's my fight. My fight is, it don't matter what it look like for me and my family, we're going to still serve the Lord. That's my fight. My fight is no devil, no demon going to stop me. That's my fight. And I'm going to remember that using my faith. My faith is to remember. My faith is to recognize. My faith is to not forget who I am and what's been afforded unto me based upon what I didn't have to do because he did it for me. So that's a good fight. I don't have to do anything to receive anything. That's a great fight. I receive because he loves me. That's a great fight. So David tried to have his brother to feel how he felt. They all felt for their brother that was in prison. He didn't, he wouldn't have done that. He don't steal. Oh, but he did. And the guards looking like, we know he didn't do this because, Joseph, you just told me to put this in his bag. So I know he didn't do it. And why would you tell me to do that, Joseph? You never act like that. They knew it was something going on. You ever been around somebody you know it's more personal than they try to make it out to be? No, you're you're too angry for something that's so simple regarding this person or this matter. It's more deeper than I think. And many of us do things about, you know, people and say things about people or say things and do things in other ways and shapes and forms. And many have come alongside with us until we start saying things ourselves and be like, wait a second, it can't be what you say it is. Because I don't see this. <laughs> Not like that. I don't see this person trying to take your promotion. I don't see this person trying to steal your house. I don't see this person being your stumbling block. I don't see this person being your target. I don't see this person being disrespectful at all. You understand? So know your fight as I know my fight. Hallelujah. See, Satan's fight will have our words different because it has our, you know, our train of thought different. It has a different vision, a different picture for us. It has us to be thinking about us. What do we do to protect us and our loved ones, our finances, Oh, you're not going to touch mama. Oh, you're not going to shorten my check. See, I see myself as being my own provider, being my own protector, being my own defender, being my own healer that doesn't even come to pass because I'm not created to be what only God can do. So I'm going to be frustrated in Satan's fight. I'm going to be depressed in Satan's fight. I'm going to be anxious for nothing (laughs) in Satan's fight. I'm going to be moved. I'm going to be wary. I'm going to be worried in Satan's fight. I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be in agony in Satan's fight. Even when it comes to the woman who was caught in the act. And the word says she was caught in the act. An adulterous woman. Caught in the act. And you know what's so amazing? In order to be caught in the act in that type of way to fornicate, it takes more than one. But she was the only one captured. She was the only one taken to be stoned. Do you understand? But she was caught in the act, but they took her. Because God sees the entire picture because he's the one who's responsible for the vision. He sees the entire thing. We only see parts of a thing and run with things. Don't even give it a chance to just come to pass fall in place we go wow negatively you understand we assume 
We speak from assumptions a lot. Don't even give it a chance. We just hit the beginning, don't even hit the end. I could say something like, today such and such cussed me out. Oh, what? Stop playing. Wait, wait, I'm not done. I didn't, no, didn't he apologize? Oh, okay. You got to hear the whole thing. God says, you understand? Count it all joy. Okay, all right, that's cool, that's cool. Wait, when you fall into diverse temptation, don't forget that. Okay. I would give you the desires of your heart. Oh, I get whatever I want. Wait, according to my will and my plan, and through your life. <laughs> Jesus. We have to listen to the whole thing. We can't just run with, you understand, part of the word. She was caught in the act, taken to be stoned. Skip it all the way up. Jesus said, where are your accusers? No one accused you, neither do I. Sin no more. In other words, stop sleeping with that man. Stop sleeping with those men. Do you notice he approached women who were fornicating? I never read that he approached a man who was committing adultery. You understand? You understand? You know why? Ooh, that is so good. God always come to the man. Christ always comes to the woman because he come to us as a bridegroom and he see us as our help. Because we are the help, and he is our help. You understand? A woman is created to be a helpmate, and Christ is our help because he is our Lord. And our help comes from, from who? The Lord. So he's teaching us how to be a helpmate and not to be a hindrance. See, Eve was a hindrance. Sarah was a hindrance. Rebecca was a hindrance. Due to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we are descendants of every single one of them. And each of their wives were a hindrance. <laughs> you understand? See, God comes to the man. Adam, where are you? Do you know when Sarah laughed at the angel? He didn't say anything. He just walked right past her and went to Abraham. She laughed at me, Abraham. Oh, Okay. Sarah, the angel said you laughed at him. No, I didn't. Oh, but you did. See, he had to take back his position because before that, he was doing what she said. Go be with God. I don't want to go. Okay. Now, because of you, I disobeyed my best friend, Sarah. I never disobeyed God before. I'm a friend of God listening to you. Now, look what I have to go through. Now, you're mad at Hagar and Ishmael, and this is what you wanted. Now you're envious, now you're jealous, now you want to put them up. So Abraham had to send them on their way and give them things not to be out there homeless and without food. Because she was like, I don't even care, get them out of here. He reminded me of my promise that I didn't get because she's walking around with it. Not even aware, you're about to carry it once you submit yourself. So that was an invitation for her to become submitted by Abraham taking back his position. No, you can't run this ministry, woman. Because I'm created to hear directly from God. You are too, but in this marriage, I had to leave the cleave, so you better cleave to me. You understand what, man? You better know your place. 
It's not me telling you what to do. It's telling you who our God is regarding me and you. Do you understand, woman? Not about me trying to control you, but let you know that God's in control of me and you. You understand, woman? I'm ready to preach. Oh, God. Jesus. You understand, woman? <laughs> you know what's so amazing? God never named Eve. He had Adam to name Eve. You understand? Woman. So when Abraham said, you know what? I'm speaking up for this. Uh Uh-uh. You're not going to get me this time. Oh, but you did. See, Abraham didn't say, Angel, are you sure she laughed? No. I know know you're not lying because I know you. I'm a friend of God. I fellowship. I dwell with you. Woman, stop lying. And once she had to submit to that conviction to be converted, there goes the prophecy around the same time next year because now you're humble. Sometimes it takes us years to become humble. God don't have to prove himself. Oh, I can give you a baby at an old age. That's him trying to prove himself. He don't have to prove himself. But it's still amazing when it comes to times and offer. He said, prove me. <laughs> God. He said, I'm not out to be marked. But when it comes to your times and offer, prove me. <laughs> you understand? Seriously. So when it came to the woman that was caught in the act, when Christ let her go and said, sin no more, she rededicated her life. She was on her way back to her husband, on her way back home. Now, you already know her man on the side, she seen. Oh, you want you want to, you know, hook up again? Nah, uh-uh. Not this time. I'm going home. I'm, I'm, cutting, I'm breaking it off. I'm not doing this no more. Well, what happened? I was almost stoned to death. See, if she was stoned to death, he would have went on to somebody else without even being aware that she was just murdered for doing something with him. Now he's going to do it with somebody else. And he was spared. Come on. Come on. No, it's not worth it. I'm going home. (laughs) I just was spared from being murdered because I'm sleeping around with you who wasn't even there to even speak and fight for me. It took another man that I'm not even sleeping with. Uh Uh-uh. Get away from me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you understand? I'm going back home to my husband who loved me, who cared for me. I'm not sleeping around with you. It's not worth it. Get away from me. And it brought conviction to him to be converted as well. Wow, he was almost stoned? Wow. I didn't know it was that serious. You understand? That's just like someone giving themselves an execution due to suicide. I didn't know you were that troubled to put a bullet in your own head, to put a rope around your own neck, to put a blade in your own vein. I didn't know you were that troubled. There are so many signs to so many things that we're not paying attention to because we're fighting the wrong fight, being under the wrong father. If I have my fist up, then I don't use my faith. If I use my faith, then I don't have my fist up. It's either one or the other. I can't have faith. I ain't have my fist. Come on, somebody. That was two different fights. Know your fight. You understand? Can someone steal you in the face and you not be over there with Satan and his fight? And want to steal somebody back? Can you turn the other cheek, literally? Go to God about what just happened to you? Let them know. You don't have to do that. You have to be violent. What's going on with you? Or we can say, you know what? Yeah, I walk in love. I walk in joy. But you put your hands on me. See? You're already in Satan's fight. Because now we're thinking violently, demonically. 
and not vitally, mightily. Because if I think mighty of the fight that I'm in, in God's fight, the good fight, that would never happen to me. But if I speak about things like that that can occur to me, I'm in Satan's fight because I see you as my target to hit you back if you hit me. You understand? Hallelujah. So be glad that they came and said unto you, let's go into the house. Our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, let's go into the house. Let's go into the house. Let's go into the house. Hallelujah. Now, this portion of the episode, Holy Spirit is turning, and allow me to know he's turning this around to a different matter. And when it comes to, stay with me, when it comes to a marriage or relationship, know this, before you even get married, you're already married. And sometimes you're in preparation and you already in that covenant without it manifesting naturally. You already going through the demotions due to the devotion. You have to know that you are equipped for your mate before your mate come alongside. Now I'm gonna speak for those who are already alongside. You have a special carving. Every covenant does, and that car- that carving is due to God's grace that covers that covenant that covers that union that covers that ministry and everything and it is no one is grace to be in your shoes as a wife or a husband as God have you too do you understand one word is easily identified in every covenant and the word is insecurity And insecurity comes because of a lack of confidence in oneself. There are many stages and levels of insecurity for different reasons, but the base is a lack of confidence. And no woman, no man, as a wife or husband, feel any pleasure, mind, soul, and body, when they mate doesn't have the confidence. Now, it doesn't excuse anyone to go out and cause infidelity. But many of the infidelity taking place because of a lack of confidence. Because those who are promiscuous, they are confident at being how they are. And people are after not that nastiness, they're after that confidence. See, when a person is not confident, then how can you help me to remain confident? If you're not confident, you don't know who you are. If you're not confident, confident, then how can you sharpen and quicken me because your door? How can you have me to be rekindled? How can you have me to be relit? How can you have me to be revived and refreshed to be renewed if you're dim, if you're dull? Let me tell you, that is easily identified in every covenant and security and is dishonoring to the mate because we created to help. How can I help? If I'm not even being helped within myself to know I am a help in order to help him. Because I have not been aware that I need to be helped. And if I know that I need the help, then that means that the Lord is not my Lord because my help comes from him. So if I'm not helped, then I did not allow him to be my Lord in that situation. 
when it comes to self-esteem, when it comes to our character, when it comes to who we are originally, our true identity is easily seen through our, to our spouses. And many are not going to say anything, but they feel some type of way. You don't believe in yourself? Then how can you believe in me? No one can take me from you. I belong to you. Every husband and every wife is graced for each other. No one can put up what you are graced to put up or go through. And I'm not talking about negatively. What you are graced to go through together. And when you're going through a process to become married, you're already aware if you're allowing the Lord to be your help. Because he's the bridegroom. And he's teaching us how to be a help. Because our help comes from him. So if anyone knows about being a help, it's him. You understand? We are helped to be helped. We are helped to be a help. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because our help comes from who? The Lord. No one, it don't matter somebody walk past, because many of us men and women be like, you know what? Don't bring that over here. Let's go, sweetheart. Because that feeling we get inside as if somebody can steal our mate's attention or steal their eye to have them consider to, you know, to have them to even think to consider, excuse me, that you would wish you could have had them because they appear to seem better than you. So we see people look better than us, look better than us, act better than us, speak better than us, think better than us, dress better than us, respond better than us, live better than us. There's something wrong with our confidence. They could be a married couple in a tent and they're prospering because they both have confidence versus a, a, a couple in a mansion who go to the same place but leave out in two different separate vehicles. Two separate vehicles. These words are coming out fast. I'm slummed out. Insecurity is easily detected in a marriage. Easily detected. You don't trust me, so why are you insecure? Man, woman, no one out here for me but you. No one has my eye, my attention but you. But if we're not confident, we as a man or woman see confidence in other people. And we love to see confidence. Because we created to have confidence. Because it takes confidence to fight a good fight. It takes confidence to know your fight. It takes confidence to exercise faith for the fight. Because the fight is built upon faith. What am I fighting for? What am I fighting to do? Remember. That's the fight. To remember. The fight is not me using my fist. The fight is not me getting upset. The fight is not me coming at you wrong. The fight is me knowing I've been made right. The fight is knowing my position. The fight is knowing what's afforded unto me. The fight is saying what God says to me. The fight is calling things that be not. It's the second time God showed me the logo Roblox. He showed me that for a reason. Yes, Father. Okay. God will be done regarding Roblox. Hallelujah. I don't know much about Roblox. It's the second time. And it's not going to be a third time he has to show me because I'm about to make a move about it. And I mean with prayer regarding whatever he wants. Matter of fact, Because 
Santa Mosa Kanamuka and Yanamosa Shakian. Santa Mosaku, Andia Mosakan, Tamosaki and Mosakan. Santa Mo. He says a game built upon fighting. Getting around to is about targeting. You're looking for your target. Hmm. Roblox is a game that's built upon targeting. And it's having people to look at the fight in a different way. You're looking at a fight with using your fist because you're using weapons to fight that game to target your opponent. I got it. Okay. Okay. I got it. Hallelujah. I'm on it. Hallelujah. He's telling me, he's instructing me by telling me about my kid. Because my son just thinks it's just a game. But to God, it's not the game that he wants him to be in. Because he's already in a game. Due to a fight by God being his father. And he's not going to be in a different fight. Under a different father. So have him not to play that game anymore. And he would definitely understand when you explain. It builds up our kids' confidence when we lower ourselves to exalt them. Because they see themselves under us because they are as our children. And for us as an adult, for many of us, tell, tell, tell. No, no, no. Do, do, do. To humble ourselves and say, look, let me show you. Look, let me explain. You explaining to me? Wow, you understand? <laughs> okay, it builds up their confidence. My parents believe in me to lower themselves and not just point, 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 but sit down and hug, 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 talk, talk, talk. You know, one show growing up used to get me, and it's called Full House. Every time that theme used to come on, you know, at the end, you know, everybody give them a positive speech, and I'd be like, man, whatever, Joe. We ain't never had that, <laughs> Sit down, DJ. Sit down, Michelle, sit down, Stephanie. You know we are family. And we stick together, right? You have Uncle Jesse. You have Joey. You have Rebecca. You have your next-door neighbor, Kimmy. You can always have people to come to, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Remix. Go get that belt. Go get that switch. Not that type of switch. The real switch. Go get that cable cord. <laughs> Go get that. Jeez. Huh. My God. Go get anything. Many of us seen stars as kids. <laughs> Talk about a star spangled banner. <laughs> get smacked in the head for anything. I said cold, not hot. Get it right. God. <laughs> you understand? I used to hate hearing someone get a beating. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand it. Especially my sister when we were kids. I would want to scream for her, stop. Get off of my sister. But I didn't want no beating, so I was like, stop. And then when she finished and she comes in the room with me again, I look at her and be like, I'm sorry. It's okay, it's over now. Let's go play. I really felt like that about my sister. 
thinking about my brother. He has never gotten a beating. Wait a second. Hold up here. <laughs> he has never gotten a beating. <laughs> Hallelujah. But anyway, I'm telling you. I hate that. I thank God I would never, ever have to beat another day in my life. Because I humble myself and explain what I mean very early. Hallelujah. Now back to the subject of insecurity due to a lack of confidence. Sometimes we get married and we're not aware that issues are still there and they come out while we're married. And guess what? It's okay. It's okay. Because if God didn't want that, he wouldn't have that. If, it, if we're in his will. It's his way. So your spouse has to be your best friend. You cannot have them to find out things after somebody else have already known. How does that look somebody telling you about your spouse? And that's your spouse. And they didn't tell you themselves. See, many of us been hurt so much, disrespected so much, that we haven't let those things go and enter into a new covenant and things come out when a situations occurred that was similar to the past. Hallelujah. Have to sit down with your spouse and say, you know what? How many of us are that bold and honor ourselves and our marriages that much by honoring our God that much to say, you know what? Sweetheart, husband, wife, doesn't matter. I need your help. What's wrong? I have insecurity issues. I don't know why I think what I be thinking sometimes when people come around or about how I feel about myself. Let's pray. I'm telling you, your mate is already equipped to help you in every way. But the worst thing is to give off a sound that we don't want their help because we don't want to admit that we need that type of help. And they can already see that we do, but they don't want to say anything because they don't know how to address the situation because they don't want it to come out in a way they don't want it to be. They don't want it to be a disturbance. They don't want it to be a distraction. They don't want it to cause a conversation that's going sour that now we went from cooking together. Now I'm in this room and now you downstairs. Or now you're taking a drive because the situation has gotten heated. Have to really humble ourselves. Sweetheart, let's talk. I am. I need to just talk about my confidence. I've been hurt so much. Or I've been going through this. Let me talk about forgiveness. Let me talk about this. Whatever it is, there's nobody else God rather you and I go to but our spouse. Because that's the person we are one with. That person can see right through you more than you can see yourself. Have to be open to be submissive. Can't be submissive to somebody else if you're not submissive. I'm not submissive to Christ. We don't have to go around trying to be seen and heard when we're preparing for marriage. We don't have to try to wear, you understand, certain things to gain someone's eye and become a hindrance 
We don't have to say things that's lustful and think lustfully. We don't have to remind the man or remind the woman that it is what it is. I am who I am. No, trust me. A man already know who you are. Ladies, they already know. For those who heard, we don't have to set a reminder because that that news, that information can never escape them because they are a part of it. We don't ever have to parade up and down the man's face who we're preparing to marry just to make sure he remember, don't forget me. No, how can he? The more that we fall back, and without the word actually meaning fall back, but to chill out, chillax, rest, be confident in your process, it wouldn't have you so close to him by doing it your own. It would be God bringing you close to him by you putting away, and not putting away per se, but knowing that you don't have to be in his face to know over mine. You can be all the way on the other side of the room and trust me, don't think he's not watching. The further you go away, the more he's going to be watching. Because he's created to keep you. We need to be kept as the leader in the ministry. But some of us men, well, it's not us, excuse me. I say us so much as we won. But some men, you know, have to really take back your position. Some, some of us men say, well, go to my wife. She knows everything. She does everything. She handles everything. No, it can't be that way. You guys are a team. Can I put all of that on her and wonder why she's overwhelmed? Have to help each other. Do you know in every covenant how God have us to sharpen each other? My weakness is your strength and your strength is my weakness. That's in every marriage. Because how can I sharpen you if we're both strong in the same area? And both weak in the same area. So if I'm weak and you're weak, how can we strengthen each other in different areas? So, God have it that way. It's like a seesaw, up and down with each other, but not going up and down per se. You know exactly what I mean. It's like a perfect scale, perfect harmony. You help me in this area, and I help you. And they see what areas in your life that they can help. But we have to be humble to say, yes, I need your help. Can you help me with this? It's not for someone to say, oh, you need help with this? Oh, that's nothing. And see you less than them because now they see their strength and think that they're stronger than you because their strength is your weakness. Now, that's why many of us don't say anything because of that reason. Now you look less of me than you did before because now you know something about me that you didn't before. The devil is a liar. You don't even have to say anything. Your mate or soon-to-be mate already know how they can help you because they're already doing that. Don't ever, for those who are married right now, feel that you have a reason or an excuse to be operating a lack of confidence. You have to know that this is your ministry. You have to have that persuasion. And I mean that persuasion, the persuasion to be on the rise. Be confident in what you do. Be confident in your food. Be confident in the way you dress, the way you smell, the way you look, the way you think, the way you talk, the way you walk. Be confident. And I'm going to tell you like this. 
Confidence is not based upon what you wear, man. Let me say that. It's not based upon how you look outwardly. Confidence is inwardly. Because you could dress up and not be dressed up inside. That's why many of us are settling now because of a lack of confidence. Well, you're not attractive, but you have a good heart. I mean, I'd rather have a good heart than an attractive person. See, God would give you an all-in-one because there'd be nothing missing, like and unbroken. See, there's something missing if you're not attractive, but you're attractive inside. I'm going to want your inside to look like that on the outside. You understand? Jesus. For real, though. Come on, now. You may be really big, but you're very sweet. But I'm not into somebody that's big. So I, that's not going to work with me. You understand? Same thing goes for people that's skinny. I don't want to stick, but, you know... You're just so kind to me. Same thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So know the fight that you and I are fighting. It's a good fight. And not a negative fight. So in all that you do, by every decision you make, I want you to keep thinking. Think about this word, remember. Think about this word, recognize. Think about this word, realizing. Think about it. It's going to take us to realize in this walk that we're fighting a good fight. It's going to take us to remember our fight and how we fight. We fight with faith. And what is faith? The substance of things hopeful. Call it things that be not, by already knowing it exists from a world that we cannot physically see, but we manifest that here into this world that we're currently living in, on earth as it is in heaven. That's our fight, a good fight, heaven on earth. We have to remember, keep remembering, when it comes to your kids, a good fight. So my response has to be good because I'm serving the Father that is good. So my words cannot be negative or I'm under the Father of negativity. I'm fighting with my fist, not with my faith no longer. When it comes to my family, when it comes to my well-being, when it comes to my attitude, when it comes to me, you know, my fruit. Is it good fruit or is it forbidden fruit? Because Satan has fruit too. <laughs> A malice act is negative fruit. Disrespect, negative fruit. Unforgiveness is negative fruit. Hallelujah. You know that Satan's fruit come with laws. God's fruit come without laws. <laughs> There's a law that you can't be out here and put your hands on somebody. You can't be violent. You can't lose self-control. You do that, you're going you're gonna to be persecuted. And you're going to be prosecuted. Because of his violence. But God's violence is mighty to the pulling down of his violence, Satan's violence. See, God's violence pulls down Satan's violence. God's violence, mightily, it breaks Satan's violence. It breaks the chains. His violence are chains. His violence are storms. His violence are mountains. His violence are strongholds. His violence, they are distractions. So know your fight. Hallelujah. I love you. Greater is he. Let me say it again. Greater is he. Greater is he. <laughs> Who's in us. That he who is in the world. I love, 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 love you. Enjoy your day.